Just keep moving, oh, babe. <laughs> Look within for true, true strength today. Listen out for the, the voice, voice to say. say. Just keep moving, oh, go, go, go figure, figure it out. But don't, don't, uh, don't stop moving. Go, 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 figure it out. Figure it out. You can do this. See, so, there we go. You know, okay. everybody's now deleted the podcast. No. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast with your host, Lauren. <coughs> Sorry, something in my throat. Oh, that's better. Yes, welcome to my podcast, Walk with Lawrence, the podcast where I walk and talk with some wonderful human beings. Some of them will be my friends. Some of them will be people I've just met. Either way, it's going to be a scrumptiously delightful conversation that I hope you get a lot from. I hope you have some laughs. I hope you have some tears. A whole range of emotions. Either way, I hope you enjoy it. And I love you very much. And thank you very much. Here's the podcast. In an industry where style has sometimes eclipsed substance, this man has been able to develop a reputation for not just looking the part, but also being the part. Through his actions, <clears throat> cough, cough. That is to say, he has ensured his actions have defined his career as much as his rippling abs have. Examples, he has spent 24 hours on a rooftop doing burpees for charity. He has helped pull lorries marathon distances as well as run actual marathons. He's competed in elite athlete events such as the Turf Games, Fitness in the City. All of this as well as build up an incredibly popular and successful business from scratch at home, which is incredible. He's someone I used to respect due to all of these incredible actions, but is now someone I respect as a close friend with a soulful heart and a powerful mindset. I am, of course, talking about the Adonis, that is Alex Crockford. Well, I have heard many an intro on podcast and, and video, and that is certainly unique. <laughs> Thank you so I much. I win. Yes, <laughs> I win. I get off to a good start. An incredible start. Thank you so much for having me on this <laughs> podcast and uh, for the quite incredible intro. Thank well, mate, you. It's true, because when I first met you, obviously I knew about... The, so the style element is you're someone who is famous because you have this incredible physique. And then over the years, I've got to know you as, a, as a, the person behind the physique and the levels of depth and everything that I've encountered. It, it has been amazing and remarkable. And you are someone who defines themselves through the actions, not just through your physique. It'd be easy for you to kind of sit on the way you look and say, I'm going to build a career from this. But you haven't. You've actually got out there and done things which... Gosh, I mean, I would never, I would never put my hand up to say I'm going to do 24 hours burpees, things like that. And uh, I have a huge amount of respect for that because you are a doer, my friend. Yeah, totally. And I've, I have a friend of mine that I always, I remember it when he says this, and that is, yeah, yeah, you, you look the part, but it's so nice that you can prove that those muscles work, that that mind works. And it's always inspired me to... To do exactly that, yes, the, the body and the physique may attract people in, may appeal that, that initial five seconds or whatever, but I've never wanted it to end there. And social media and the digital world certainly has its limitations in, in not being able to connect with people. So I've always wanted to see how I can connect with people. And sometimes just a body and just a picture um, doesn't create any, any real connection with people. So that's where I can do these crazy challenges, be myself as a real person and connect with people. Um, so thank you very much for highlighting that. Well, mate, that's, that's, so this depth that I've got to know well over 
the last few years is something I, I want to talk about today. I want to delve deep into the mind of Alex Cotford. Uh, you probably get asked in a lot of podcasts and they probably want to talk to you about bodybuilding techniques, strength training techniques, all, all the kind of fitnessy stuff, which is awesome. And we love that. That's our career. But I almost don't want to talk about that at all on this podcast. I want to talk about you, um, what makes your mind tick, um, and I suppose a chicken and egg scenario, but for you to have achieved all the things that you've achieved physically, both aesthetically and functionally, the mind would have had to have been an incredibly powerful tool in the first place or something that you've, you've learned to use to your advantage. Yeah, I definitely think that everything comes initially from the mind. Whether you're conscious of uh, the mindset that you have, everything, whatever you choose to do, comes from the mind first. Like you said, the chicken and egg, you're not really sure what happens first, whether you're pushing your body and then you, you create a strong mindset or vice versa, it's hard to know, but everything comes from the mind. And over the past few years, I've learned more and more about myself and my mind um, as I've gone on um, from, from the burpees and, and various other things. And from doing that, I always urge and push people to experiment with their mind as well and to see really what they can achieve because we all can achieve so much when you push yourself and, and when you're dedicated and committed to things, you, yes, you can achieve incredible things in your life. Absolutely. I mean, I've written down a number of questions now to sort of really hone in on this and we can go off tangents at any point you desire, but let me just hit up the first big question of the session. Does that sound good? Go for it. Bring it in. Okay, so the first question I have written down. Alex, what are you wearing today? Do you mean um, <laughs> aftershave, <laughs> underpants, clothing? Clothing. Clothing. <laughs> I want to know what you're wearing today. Right now, I'm wearing, because, you know, you can see me, but nobody else can. Exactly. Let's paint a yeah. picture. We're out in nature, and I'm, I'm quite a nudist, so <laughs> I am absolutely stark <laughs> naked right now. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> this is great. I'm having the best podcast recording ever. Um, no, let's just br let's just burst everyone's bubble at home. Unfortunately, I'm not naked. However, you will be by the end of the podcast. <laughs> yes, this is not strip poker. This is strip <laughs> podcast. Every question, I take a layer off. If that's okay. Yes. <laughs> this is not what you signed up for. Um, taking an I'm wearing, you know, a nice casual tracksuit. I'm currently. Um, sponsored by Under Armour, very, very thankfully. It's, it's uh, an incredible opportunity. Um, but I love to just walk around and be casual in, in my tracksuit bottoms. Um, these people that have to get up and go and wear suits, I wear suits a few times a year for a wedding. And apart, <laughs> apart from that, that is it. I'm in my tracksuit or sportswear every damn day. So you're wearing an Under Armour uh, tracksuit? Yep. So growing up, um, did you ever expect that one day, you know, you'd be chosen to represent such an influential worldwide brand? Absolutely bloody not. <laughs> it only feels like yesterday that I was in my, in my tiny little bedroom at home and I had like posters on the wall of these fitness models with, with ripped chiseled bodies and, and these people in adverts and stuff. And I remember the, the vivid feeling of like impossibility of like how the hell am I going to achieve these dreams I can't even really understand what my dreams are but there was like a desire inside of me to whether it was to be represented by big brands or to to be known and what to be known for I'm not completely sure what or why it was a dream that kind of um, escalated and grew over time but I can't ever believe that the opportunities that are happening now are happening but what it has done 
is it's made me realise that anything is possible and that I've actually only just begun. So let's keep painting that picture. So, where, so you were growing up as a young boy, where, whereabouts? Um, in Ashford, Middlesex, in like, uh, yeah, Surrey, Middlesex area. My family home is still there. Um, yeah, it's my, it's my dad's house and I grew up there and didn't leave there until I went to university. Okay. I had a tiny, tiny um, bedroom. It was the size of basically a, uh, a single mattress on the floor was the room. And there was maybe a four foot by the side of that that I could stand up on. That was my room. So how many of you growing up in the house? <laughs> um, over different, like I've got two sisters um, and my parents divorced at a young age. Um, so over different periods of time, there was more or less people, but, um, but yeah, a few of us. And do you have any, I mean, what, what's your earliest memory that you can remember? This is a really hard question. It's like, how far back can we go? And often I find, because we're a family that love to collect uh, or make home videos and we've got photos around the house, just like every family does. And it's hard to think, is this a memory or is this a memory of a picture or a video yeah. that I've seen? I know, well, this is the, the whole uh, of this current generation is gonna grow up thinking, did I see that on Instagram or did <laughs> yeah. I actually see that in real life? Oh my God, that's an absolute mind mess up. Um, but I don't want to be a complete downer, but I, I do remember like arguments at home between my parents and stuff when I was really young. Yeah. But I also had some incredible like holidays. We used to go to Swanage and down south. I thought you were going to say Swansea for a second. Oh, That's near where yeah, I'm from. It's God. like, crikey. We from Cardiff connected to Swansea. on another level. Uh, <laughs> even more so than we are already. But yeah, we had some mm. lovely holidays. I remember playing with my sisters and, and having a lot of fun. So, so the older, your sister's older or yeah, younger? Yeah, both sisters are older, separated yeah. by five years each. So I'm 29, she's 34 and 39. Yeah. Cool, nice. Yeah. Um, so as an individual, um, I mean, would you classify yourself as an introvert or an extrovert? Yeah, I, I have this kind of thought all the time about what I do as a profession and the different roles I play um, in different parts of my life. Like if I'm around my friends and around my fiance or around even in my family, I'm, I'm reasonably introvert where I observe. I'm really happy if other people around me are happy and I just sit there comfortable and I love it when people are having conversations around me and I don't really get that involved and I answer questions. I, I just love like observing people. But then there's aspects of my job and my life. Like right now, we're having a full-blown conversation um, and then I'm filming, I'm a YouTuber, I'm on Instagram stories and it's basically my personality on steroids and it's, mm. it's uh, I'm not putting it on per se, but you have to turn up for work and be who you want to be. It doesn't mean that I don't showcase the downsides or whatever, you just have to be open to being an extrovert and yeah. almost performing. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that. So I'm both. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a tricky question. And again, my answer uh, for, for me, I think I'm a shy extrovert, which yeah. is a weird <laughs> juxtaposition. But I do, I feel incredibly shy sometimes. And sometimes if I'm not comfortable with who I'm with or um, I don't know who I'm with, I can be very shy. Mm. Um, but then flip that around. There are other times where I'm too over the top and t showing off too much in front of whoever it might be. And um, I... I 
I've come to know that I'm quite a calm, centred person, I think, with this kind of shy side, but I definitely have this kind of um, performance side that I enjoy playing <laughs> up as well. So it's you knowing who's do. who <laughs> and when to bring, you know, make, the key thing is not to muddle the two up and at the wrong times. <laughs> yeah, if they're, if they're on the opposite place, then you've messed up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sitting down to a, a quiet Sunday lunch with yeah. the in-laws and you're jumping on the table, <laughs> asparagus flying everywhere. Um, Okay, cool. Let's let's move things on a little bit. Um, and this is all to do with that performance side that you were just talking about, because, you know, in, in life in general, but um, particularly in the industry that you work in and with the social media link nowadays as well, and the performance side of things, um, the, the more popular, the more successful you are, the more is asked of you, and you end up um, going performing either physically at elite athlete events or you have to stand on stage and you have to address crowds or you have to stand in front of cameras and so on. There's a lot of pressure um, for you to be at your best. But the conundrum is the more successful you are, the more is demanded of you, the less time, the less energy you almost have to devote to each thing. So uh, this saying of uh, you can't pour from an empty cup, i.e. making sure that you save enough back to be the best version of yourself. What I want to ask you, Alex Crockford, is how do you ensure that you that your cup is full, that you don't pour from an empty cup. Yeah, I have quite a lot to talk about on this topic and completely agree. You cannot pour from an empty cup and if everything is high effort, then you don't, la- you don't last too long and you burn the candle at both ends. But what I have understood and do understand is that when you're not being yourself and when you're faking it, it's hard work. And when you're being your true self and you're authentic, then you just live in your everyday life. So I, I find with so much that I do, um, I'm just turning up and being me, and it's, it's almost effortless. Of course there are parts um, that, if you like the last month that I've had, has been really quite extreme, and a lot of new things. When you're doing something for the first time, it is quite stressful. Like that elite event that I did, I was completely out of my depth in a standard that wasn't really mine, and I've got to kind of perform and keep up with it. And then I went up and, and did my first ever stage talk in front of people at an expo, and that was completely new as well. So there are stresses, um, but alongside of being true to myself and not faking it, um, is also knowing about balance and trying to get that balance in life. And thankfully, I am doing what I love, so I don't need to have much downtime because I love what I'm doing but I do have to understand the the cutoffs the boundaries the the evening time like the social time with family me and Sarah I just had like the end of that crazy month I just had like a, a one and a half two day kind of spa retreat where I switched off a little bit and I don't need holidays away from my life but I do know that the downtimes are very important. So do you, do you plan that downtime in you look at your diary and you see a busy month or two do you say okay I'm going to segment off that portion of my diary to me time to downtime to recharging reloading or do you just feel your way through it? Um, I think I feel my way through it I'd be lying if I said I planned it I normally just roll with it and see what happens but it's more about the day-to-day stuff it's like if I if I am like working solid till 10, 11 p.m. and then I'm up at six um, back on it, then I'll run myself into the ground. Whereas if I am strict with myself about cutting off at eight, nine p.m. so then I can wind down, maybe have a bath and then read before bed and have a uh, solid eight hours, then I'm refreshed and motivated for the next day. So I think it's more about having that daily 
um, management of yourself rather than waiting until you yeah. desperately need it. It's like training, isn't it? It's like consistency, little and often, making yeah. sure that um, you're almost micro-charging every day. Yeah. Um, so how do you wind? So, so that's your technique, your tactic. You'll have a nice hot bath. Do you have a certain scent that you use, like <laughs> lavender or something? I'm a big lavender fan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, lavender d- does have um, its uh, studied um, properties of helping you relax and get to sleep, doesn't it? So I've got yeah. some lavender spray at home. And that reminds me. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, I think I'm a big, um, I'm a big talker of like the digital screens and, and the bright lights late at night and stuff like that. And, and I try my best to the hour before going to sleep is to stop looking at my phone, stop looking at TV and try to dim the lights in the house. And that's at least having the chemical and hormonal response inside my body to let me know that it's time to wind down so then I'm tired. Because often when I'm not doing so well, I... I kind of work, work, work solid, put my head on the pillow, and then I boom, insomnia, and I can't get to sleep. And I go through periods of that when I'm like full on working. Um, So yeah, I just try to manage that. It's that problem uh, solving part of the brain that's constantly switched on when you're in those dense moments of work. And sometimes, you know, reading fiction to help turn it off helps and so on. Are are there certain books that you go to? Um, or is it just a case of just read, just get into the rhythm before you wind down? And... Yeah, I'm not a massive reader. When somebody says, what's your favourite 10 books? I'm like, oh, God, remember even the name of one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not a massive fiction person because I love to be learning all the time and learning about, and learning about things. Mm. And that I have this massive list of books I want to get through. So even though I'm learning, it's still a great escapism for me. Yeah, no, I feel you. I'm a non-fiction chappy I'm currently uh, reading a, a sleep book, ironically, before convenient. I go to bed. Nice. And it's talking about dreams, and I'm way more aware about my dreams now than I was before. It's really weird. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to ask you some pretty deep, hard-hitting questions now. Uh-oh. Are you ready, Alex Crockford? As ready as I'll ever be. Alex Crockford? Yeah. What is it exactly that you are afraid of? Hmm. Ooh, that was... Ooh. Almost sinister, the way I said it. Yeah. But seriously, what... I mean... What, what are you afraid of? You know what, I think I have, I often have future thoughts of me being really old and looking back at my life and really genuinely thinking, Alex, you had one life. Why the hell didn't you do that thing that was in your head for ages that you could have just gone for whilst you were messing about, chasing this, doing that? And so regret, I'm scared of regret. I'm laying there and I'm old and I regret the things I didn't do because... And that, that emotion fuels me every single day because mm. no one really regrets the things that they tried. They regret the things that they never tried or never did. And it's that thought of regret when I'm old and dying mm. on my deathbed um, that keeps me fueled every day. It's that I find that life, it seems to me, is this kind of interesting combination between urgency and also patience. Yeah, It's so hard to put your finger on it. There are certain things that you just need to chip away at and patiently things come to you which I'm a big believer mm. in other things you have to be you have to have this sense of urgency um, about and yeah I, I, I can completely see how that emotion spurs you on uh, each day but also um, I also, can relate to it yeah to- I think a lot of people probably can but also what what I'm really afraid of is losing people and losing things around me like I've been quite blessed to have a lot of my grandparents until recently my family has all been quite healthy. 
I'm like, how do people deal with death around them? Like, like even when I'm old and like, I'm not afraid of my death, but I'm afraid of people leaving me. Like yeah. my, my cat is currently ill and we, and we don't keep cats forever anyway, but we mm. just think that, think that they're going to live forever. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really afraid of pain mm. of, of uh, losing the people around me. I think that is something that we're all so scared of and I, can, I can't ever get my head around it um, you know, when, when, when tragic things happen. Again, not, not to go too far down this, this route, but again, I did an episode the other day talking to my brother about death and one of the things we kind of discussed and um, you know, having known people that have died, some people that were close to us, some people we just knew of who were young and passed way too early, um, the biggest honour we can give to those people um, is to live our lives to the fullest with the... Uh, huge opportunity that we have to be alive in this moment yeah. and never to take it for granted. We all know that we shouldn't take it for granted, but we all, we all have days and weeks where we're grumpy, we're off colour and we're not quite there with it. But it's just perspective to bring us back to that yeah. understanding that um, life is temporary and it is precious. And yeah. Oh, all we, about perspective. That always brings me back. So on the flip side of this, on the other side of fear, what excites you? Wow, that, that is quite a flip. It excites me as in... Well, we are I mean, walking we around are... this wood naked right now yeah. and I can see, yes, you are very excited. <laughs> I am very excited right now. I'm glad you can tell. What, uh, it would be embarrassing if you couldn't. I'm actually, I'm actually, at these questions, um, at the end of all the questions I've got in brackets, both physically and mentally, so you can answer this physically and mentally. It's, it's completely your, your well, I've, call. I've clearly... Um, I've, I, yeah, I've highlighted what excites me physically, walking around in the, in the woods <laughs> naked with you. Uh, um, mentally, what excites me? Um, wow, yeah, quite an interesting question. I think what really excites me is looking back, like saying what I was saying earlier, looking back at the things that I first thought was impossible and realising that I've achieved them or can achieve them is this most exciting feeling of like, empowerment and thinking man the crazy things that can happen in our life when we actually commit ourselves to making these things happen so i'm excited to think what dreams do i have right now and i know full well that it's possible if i actually attack those dreams and goals um whatever that be like financially or in fame or the impact you have with people like I have initial financial goals to like, to help my family out. Like I really like, I think, I think a part of who I am today is because of my family and my upbringing. And um, both my parents are still paying mortgages and both working and, and have stress here and there. I would love to just make a million pounds and just say, hey. 10 million whilst 10 million. Come on. <laughs> and be like, make it rain. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, love, I love being middle class. I love working for my money. I love working hard. And I love having that value of money. Um, but I'd really like to settle my family down. And that really, really excites me and keeps me driven every day. Man, I love that. It comes from the heart and it all comes back to family, doesn't it? Um, people often talk about, uh, people say, look forward, don't look back, never look back, look forward. But I don't necessarily buy into that. I think it's incredibly powerful stopping, reflecting, looking back on what you've achieved that was once a dream, because then you're reminded, as you've just said, that it is possible, you can do it. So let's dream for the next thing. And yeah. that's your current dream. It's going to happen just as all the other things have happened. I think it's so, empower so powerful yeah. um, to be excited by what you've, what you've already accomplished. 
Yeah, and confidence works like a, a, like a snowball effect, like momentum. Sometimes it, it, you need those first things to happen that you first um, thought was impossible and first goals to then make you realise, wow, more is happening. Then you start dreaming bigger and bigger and then success yeah. just like grows upon each other. It's amazing. It's that emotional belief. You have to yeah. truly believe it, not think, oh, I know I should be... Uh, you know, trying to live with more purpose and urgency or whatever, but you have to truly emotionally mm. believe it and there has to be a spark there. So um, I suppose that, I mean, it's a hard one to quantify, but if you were going to rank what motivates you more, fear or excitement, what would you, what would you choose? Hmm. I think I'm probably daily more motivated by excitement, I think. The positive side, yeah. I think yeah. I think my brain automatically goes to more positive things when I think about my goals and what drives me. Yeah, yeah. There, there is quite an often kick up the ass from fear, um, but I think I lean towards mm. excitement. Yeah, I think I just trying when I was writing these questions, I was trying to think about from my own pers- per- personal perspective. Not that this podcast episode is about me, but just it to should go, be. <laughs> no. it should. But I, um, I, I think I think I'm highly productive when fear is there. I'm almost like scrambling away. Mm. But I look back and ask myself the question, how much of that was I being a busy fool working for the sake of feeling like I was making progress? Mm-hmm. Um, but it always makes me better. If I'm fearful of a situation in life, if uh, I tend to really um, kind of up the ante in terms of my output and you know, I'll, I'll really, really kind of smash it. Um, but then all the kind of beautiful, sparkly moments in life come um, through being motivated by excitement and uh, yeah, in, in po- that positive inspiration. So it's the two things. I'll grind out day day after day of work if it's fear, but I'll I'll flamboyantly punch forward with all the glitter if it's excitement. Yeah, positive I think, energy. I think that's really true. Actually, I hadn't really noticed it like that before. But if you are motivated by fear, then often it can be quite reckless. Like you said, just like working solidly but not necessarily in the right direction you just you're so scared about whatever it is like headless chicken yeah headless chicken just working 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 rather than you don't maybe it's not for the passion or the right direction yeah it's a funny it's a funny one that um okay so talking about reflection and what you've achieved already and what your you know what your goals are to achieve in the future um let's fast forward 10 years and just what would what advice would your future self it doesn't have to be 10 years, it can be 20, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, just what advice would your fu- future self, so just putting yourself at some point in the future, you're looking back at the Alex Crockford who is in this current chapter going through what you're currently going through, what advice would your future self give you? That's hard. I have no idea what I'm doing right or wrong right now. <laughs> so, so maybe they say, and that's okay. And that's, yeah, well, it is exactly okay. And often you don't really know what you're doing right until you look back and connect all the dots. That's why that happened. That's why you did that. Um, Right now, I think if I was to talk back at myself from the future to now, it is to have less judgment upon myself. Like, it's so hard to make the right decision when you don't, you can't look ahead, you can't look into the future. So, so many, so many opportunities are happening for me right now. I'm having to make so many uh, decisions in different directions. Um, and often you don't know what's gonna happen until you make those decisions and go after it. And I can't help but be a bit, um, not frustrated, but I know that time and momentum is really important. 
So I'm trying to make things happen as quickly as possible. So the future man telling me back now, don't judge yourself, be patient. And probably if it feels good and feels right, then go along with it because the gut always knows whether it's right or wrong. If getting naked and walking in mm. the woods with Lawrence feels right, go for it. Yeah, do it. And it does feel so, so right. Give him a little cuddle. Okay. If it feels right. <laughs> if it feels right. Uh, if only these guys right? could see this. Okay, this didn't feel as right as I thought it would. <laughs> Maybe it's too soon for that. Yeah. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll come back to that at a future date. <laughs> um, Alex, when the best version of yourself is fully present, what do you see? Wow. Mm. What does the best version of Alex Crockford in your mind look like? And I'm asking these questions to you directly because, again, how we perceive ourselves is often so different to how others perceive us. Yeah. Um, ooh, I don't know, because we've got different selves, haven't we? Like the yep. professional self, the, the family, loving one. Uh, and what mm. is, yeah, I mean, I mean, this is one of my kind of other, other questions that I wanted to ask you linked in with this is mentally, what is your default setting? So, um, you know, I, as you say, we have all these different selves, we have all these different mindsets that habitually we creep back into, positive ones, negative ones, neutral ones, whatever it might be. Um, I'm interested, you know, mentally, what is your default setting? And do you have to actively fine tune your mindset? So, you know, sometimes, for instance, if I have a particular worry, I might wake up in the morning and the first thing that worry will link in and then I can feel this, the, this, the kind of the, the less good version of my true self creeping in, which is that almost fearful side scurrying into action, right, okay, you're fearful of X, Y, and Z happening. Get up and go, work, 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 do this, do that. Headless chicken scenario starts creeping in. Um, and different chapters in my life, you know, I've been there for weeks, months on end. Um, but nowadays I can sort of understand when that self is kind of coming through, whatever it might be. I mean... Yeah, and it's like a training. Like, sometimes you get better and better at those things over time. I think my default, which may have improved over the years as well, is a, is a very positive default. I'm, I'm very lucky. I don't know whether that's through training or just a part of me. And when there are problems, I like... Whether, whether that's in anything from an argument with Sarah or a family member or I'm having financial troubles or um, I have a professional uh, issue, I always just jump to a solution. Like, what are my solutions right now? And what I've found with so many people who, who fail or don't make progress in life or have continuous problems is that they dwell, dwelling on the issues that they have and making excuses. And when I've come to realize that no one actually really cares, you care more than anybody else. Yeah. You're just gonna realize, just find a solution. I've always been really good at finding a solution and moving on and not dwelling on the past or, the, or what the actual problem is. And I think what I, linking back to what I see as my best self, I think I'm somebody that people lean on. I think I'm really reliable. I think I'm authentic and reliable. People can trust me. And I think they come to me when they want to feel positive. A family member or, or, uh, or anyone professionally, I feel, like, um, I feel like they can lean on me. No, man, I love that. I actually, and I can 100% vouch for that. I, um, you know, I let people get close to me when I, when I, when I genuinely um, 
you know, get to know them and uh, understand their character and I can 100% vouch for that from, from your point of view in terms of your positive energy always being there. That, that problem-solving side has always been, um, yeah, a, a big part of our get-togethers with other friends as well. You've always offered up so much in that yeah. area. Thank you. No, mate, I love it. I absolutely love that. And I think, you know, some... Again, you know, looking back in chapters in, in, in life and uh, some people listening might, might, might think, right, okay, I want to get that to be my default setting. I want to get to the point where I feel positive more than I feel negative emotions, negative feelings. I want to revel in problem solving. I want to get excited almost that when an issue comes along, it's the universe saying, here, I've given you this little issue <laughs> just to solve, which will develop you further and make you stronger. Let's get excited about it as opposed to the walls are caving in. I can't do this. I'm not strong enough. Uh, actually, to take the route uh, with the most obstacles because that's the one that leads to greater development. Yeah, personal growth. I love that. It's all about the, the daily habits, the internal representation, and your internal dialogue is just massive. Yeah. And being conscious of your thoughts. So many people think that thoughts are, um, are like, aren't a choice. Your thoughts are put in there, and you are control of your thoughts. Absolutely. And once you become conscious of the things you're actually thinking, you're able to then jump in and start monitoring and adjusting those thoughts from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed. And if that's tough at the beginning, then simply writing them down, creating I am's, which are like five I am's, five things you're grateful for in the morning and, and five ways to solve a problem that you have. And that mm. by writing down is just a, a way to, to help guide those thoughts. Absolutely. That, and that daily mantra, um, a, f- a few uh, number of years ago, six, seven years ago, when I first really started to get into books that, that were sort of guiding me in this direction, I was like, oh, that's so cheesy, I can't do it. But I was like, I'm going to enter into the spirit and start to do it. And it freaking works. You can yeah. start to, you can frame your thoughts differently and you can channel those positive thoughts in certain ways. And that will, again, you know, thoughts and your energy, these vibrations that you give off, you take with you throughout the rest of the day through the interactions with people. The universe, it feels that positive <laughs> vibe and it returns the positivity, I find. But, um, you know, life isn't all positive shining bells and whistles and that they're negative and hard moments and hard um, periods as well to deal with so yeah. I'm not saying that um, we should always walk around with a big smile faking positivity yeah. um, far from it but um, we can shape a positive mindset um, more than not um, so again you know just to balance that out in terms of the questioning when the worst version of yourself is dominant what do you see the worst version of myself um I probably get quite jealous, quite frustrated, quite impatient, um, um, hangry, oh, yes. low in carb. Oh, I know that feeling. <laughs> hangry and tired. Hangry and tired. Um, yeah, whether, um, whether it's professionally or, um, or socially, I think I can be pretty impatient um, and very frustrated. But it doesn't take long nowadays for me to bring that uh, perspective back and realize how lucky and grateful I am just to be in the here, in the now, and, and then I'm back to my normal self. I suppose that's a trait of, you know, type A personality, it's that summit fever, hit the, the top of the mountain, hit the peak, right, where's the next one, where's the next one? There's always gonna be a taller mountain, you're always gonna be looking at the peaks, and then it's having the ability to draw breath, step back and enjoy the process, the journey. Not yeah. easy, not easy. No, that takes training because like, now that I've achieved quite a few things, that happens all the time. And then over time, it makes you realise, wait a minute, if I feel like this 
one day after achieving something, then where is it going to end? I know that it won't. Like social media and also financials. People always looking for the, for the numbers, the next numbers, but there's no ceiling. It just keeps on yeah, going. I know. So then that teaches me you have to just enjoy the process. And if you're not enjoying the process, then you're not winning because you're in the process for 99% of the time. Absolutely. And I feel like I watched a video online the other day and it was like your life-defining moments are not some big moment that you're building towards in the future that you're constantly planning for they all your life defining defining moments have already happened they're happening now so live it be in the moment and often as we know with life it's the small things that are the big things and i yeah i've um i've had to be quite strict with myself on that and then particularly the other day i realized that in the last um couple of years <clears throat> certainly in the last year i've you know i've witnessed childbirth twice and i've um got married I've done all these huge things you know um you know moved into a a, a property we call home you know ha- having a house all these kind of big big life decisions and all I've been doing is kind of looking forward to the next five years the next five years yeah. whatever it might be but um you know there'll be a point in the future my future self will be saying listen you're you know all the old photographs that you're looking of your uh, yourself you know when you're when you're 50 or 60 or whatever and you're looking back you know when your kids are small or when you're wife's pregnant or you know all those little moments you're going to look back and have a real uh nostalgic emotion for that time so be really present now and enjoy it and, and lap it all up yeah because you can't help but think like if you're always looking forward you don't want to hate yourself for one day looking back and realizing that all you thought of that moment was how worried or stressed you were about this or that yeah. that i think about that all the time absolutely i mean so and this, and this um, question now is just, I suppose, to round off a lot of the things that we've been talking about. But we all like measurables, right? We, we're gym people. We like yep. measurables. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how alive do you feel right here, right now, as you walk in the woods naked with me? <laughs> I am naked and alive right now. So, I mean, obviously, this chapter in your life, you can reference this absolute point. But in, in a scale of 1 to 10, right now, this chapter of Alex Crockford's life, how alive do you feel? I'm 10 out of 10. I'm yeah. always, I'm feeling so alive right now. Like everything that I'm doing, I'm doing, like I'm achieving things. It feels incredible that like, I just can't even explain, but so I'm, living, I'm living to my fullest in everything I'm doing. And sometimes it's hard, sometimes it's easy, um, but I'm, I have these most incredible mm. opportunities every single day. And it's, it, I'm doing it for like myself, like, I don't feel like I'm working for anybody else. I'm working for myself and building it myself and for the people around me. And yeah, it's so hard to explain, but I just wake up ready for life every single day. Man, I love that. It's, it's beautiful. I mean, so, so there's no particular one event that you put your finger on. It's just a series of events that are happening in your life. It's the general shape of your life right now that gives you that feeling. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's, it's so hard to define, um, but everything that... I'm doing from the social media, like the YouTube. I have this massive desire to to reach more and more people and give the value of health and fitness and ha- uh, like happiness or education or entertainment. I I love getting up and creating that content for people, and I don't really know where it's going to go uh, in five, ten years or something. Maybe that's another question to come. I'm not sure, um, but right now it's going awesome. Well, it's lovely to hear. Um, it's beautiful and um, 
a lot of that comes from what we were talking about earlier, I suppose, with your default setting, your default mindset, the positive vibrations that, you, that you've been giving off and the way you live your life on a day-to-day basis. It's the way you look at the experiences that you have, the perspective that you internally have as to whether you're enjoying them or not, and you've managed to um, positively shape your life in a way that you're having repeatedly enjoyable experiences yeah. uh, week in, week out, which is amazing. And it's inspiring as well. It's massively inspiring for people to see. So sharing those experiences on YouTube, on social media, it's a ripple effect, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully more and more, more people will, will, um, will be inspired by that. Yeah, but I don't want it to, um, like, we know what social media can do to people when, when we just show our highlights continuously and the good things and me saying here, I'm a 10 out of 10, I'm happy, I'm amazing. Like, I don't want it to make people think that, oh man, my life isn't amazing why why isn't my life a that's what i was kind of, of thinking oh shit alex yeah. got for life i'm 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 two two out of ten no. comparing myself to alex <laughs> um but it goes back to the mindset of of like yeah exactly what you're saying and it doesn't mean everything's perfect in my life it's just the the mindset that i have and i think on social media a way that i'm able to connect with people i find is giving the the realism approach as well there are good things there are highlights and I'm not afraid to show the good things that are happening because alongside of all of that, I am showcasing the down days, the days that aren't so great um, and, and all the things that haven't happened my way or reflecting back at the times where things weren't going so well. Yeah, I think, and I think that's a big part of the movement now that's coming forward, particularly with us men where we're not very good at sort of talking about when we feel a bit shit, when we feel a bit down. But more and more now we're kind of, um, I suppose, getting together and talking about the days where you feel neutral, the days where you feel a bit shit, which is all part of the normal human experience. Yeah. And obviously not living your life, comparing it to some showreel on social media and seeing more and more people like yourself actually sharing uh, the, you know, the roller coaster of emotions, which is being a human, right? Yeah. Um, I'm trying this new way of um, content creation at the moment, which is on YouTube showcasing, like I'm doing a weekly vlog because I used to find that when I vlog and even like on Instagram as well, is that I'm, I show the best bits or I vlog on a day that's interesting or exciting or a trip and there's no context of in-between. So I'm now doing a weekly vlog where it can show there's the days that aren't like I'm some super amazing Instagrammer with amazing opportunities. Yeah. There's all these normal days in-between. Keeping it real, brother. Keep Keeping it real. It real. All right, so um, before we hooked up for this podcast, I will ask you to send me what your favourite song at the moment is. So it doesn't have to be, you know, like the favourite song of all time, but just... The, the song that you're listening to most at the moment, the song that's giving you that excitement and that buzz. And your answer was David Guetta and Sia, Flames. Yeah. And um, it's, not, it's not something that I listen to loads and loads and loads. It's just when you ask that question, it popped into my head because there are some lyrics that just resonate with me in some, um, some songs. And this one just massively does. I don't know, it just gets me pumped. So for you guys listening to this... I mean, I've Go written it. down the lyrics. Yeah. Um, I shall mean, I read the, them out? I mean, yeah. How much do these lyrics sound okay. like what I believe in? Okay, so are you ready? I can read it out now. Okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> one foot in front of the other, babe. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, one breath leads to another, yeah. Just keep moving. Oh. Look with... I'm going to stop reading the O's. Okay. <laughs> Look within for the strength today. Listen out for the voice to say... Just keep moving. Go, go, go. Figure it out. Figure it out. But don't stop moving. Go, go, go. 
figure it out, figure it out. You can do this. So my love, keep on running. You gotta get through today. There my love, keep on running. Gotta keep those tears at bay. Oh my love, don't stop burning. Gotta send them up in flames, in flames. So, I mean, what does I mean, this I song... Mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, come on. Like, uh, it's huge. I got lyrics. goosebumps. Yes. Um, reading I'm, sure, it out. I'm sure you guys have um, heard the song before, but now you've heard the lyrics, go back and listen to the song again and really listen to the lyrics. It's strong. What does it, so what does this song say to you and why do you connect with it so much in particular? So the lyrics, I mean, yeah. I've just read them out there and I know a lot of that may sound obvious, but at the same time, everything that we've talked about today, that sense of urgency of living your life about... It could be tiring, it can weigh you down sometimes, but one foot in front of the other and having that energy. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is there in that song, right? <laughs> That's literally everything we've been speaking about is in that song. That line, go, 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 figure it out, but don't stop moving. Like I was saying with, with um, solving the problems, don't let it stop you in your tracks. Find the solution and keep moving forward. So many people are, are stuck, whether it's through fear or whatever. It just um, makes them feel... Um, stuck in the position that they are in but don't stop moving forwards go 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 figure it out but don't stop moving we've got to sing it right yeah better than you okay. just did well, you, you no no sing. let's okay. not put me under pressure one like foot in front of the other uh, babe <laughs> one gonna be the best another, yeah. in the world just keep moving oh babe, babe. <laughs> <laughs> look within for true true strength today listen out for the, the voice, voice to say, say just keep moving, moving. Oh. Go, 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 figure, figure it out. out. But don't, uh, don't, don't stop moving. Go, 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 figure it out. Figure it out. You can do this. See, so, there we go. You know, okay. everybody's now deleted the podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's lovely. I think, you know, that showed a lovely bit of vulnerability, just having a nice little sing song as well. Yeah. You're someone who is not afraid to do that. Um, and that's, that's, a, that's a strength as well. As we all know, there's true strength in vulnerability and that just kind of epitomises you, Mr. Alex Crockford. Thank you for coming on to my podcast. Thank you so much. I think, I think the vulnerability is massive. It's what everybody shies away from. Nobody wants to show the things that they're not very good at or they're trying for the first time. But recently, in the past month that I've had and the year that I've had, when I feel like I'm scared of something or I'm vulnerable with something, I actually lean in towards it because I think, what kind of growth can this give me and what will people think of me if I try something that I've never done before? Man, out of the comfort zone, that's where the magic happens, like a moth to the flame being drawn towards the obstacle because the obstacles make you stronger. Love it. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's going to be a massive hit. Thanks everyone listening. Um, hope you've enjoyed it. And not that anyone needs to know, but they, if you want to find out Alex Cockford, you can go to... Yeah, Instagram, Alex Crockford, YouTube, Alex Crockford. Um, yeah, you'll find me. Let's hug it out. Hug it out. I love you, man. I'm going to put some clothes on in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the outro. The podcast is now finished, but don't hang up the phone yet. I mean, turn off the phone. I mean, turn off the podcast because I have one more favor to ask you. If you liked the podcast, which presumably if you got this far, you did, I did something right. Please subscribe. Please leave a review. And most importantly, please tell all of your friends because it's just going to be so embarrassing if no one listens to this. I need you on my side to push this out into the world wide web. Please, please help. Please tell everybody, please. And thank you so much. Write a review. Have you done it yet? Have you written that review? See you next time. Bye. Have you written the review yet? Yeah.